Have you ever wondered what happens after ever after? Have you always yearned to know if the end is really the end? No? Well, you're going to find out anyway with your hosts, Andy, Tammy, and Gina. This is 2D Vision. Today we're talking about the very first Disney sequel to the original 1977 The Rescuers and of course this is 1990's The Rescuers Down Under. Uh, I'm your host, one of your hosts, Gina, and here with me is your co-host Andy. Hello. And Andy. <laughs> all the way from the US, here's your other co-host, Tammy. Hi. Hi. So yeah. <laughs> Well, we're very excited because this is the very first episode, the very first official episode of the podcast. I don't know if you listened to our, our episode zero where we made our introductions, but you definitely should because we give you a little bit of context about us and about how this podcast was born. And just the the main, main things, this is a podcast that's going to be all about the Disney sequels and how, we, how they hold up to the original and just giving our opinions and our analysis on the these very interesting um, pieces <laughs> of art and merchandising. <laughs> animation history. And animation history. Just, yeah. just like history, you can't deny history, and this is part of Disney <laughs> history. Huh? Yeah. So we're very excited, and the very first episode is going to be all about the rescuers down under. Um, just what do you guys think about the very first one? Uh, well, may I start? Yeah. Okay. So the rescuers and the first one. I have a, an interesting history with this because for a lot, well, I don't know if it, was, if it was a lot, but for some time I thought The Rescuers Down Under was The Rescuers movie. Oh. I didn't know there was another one, so I, I have very clear in my head the moment where I, I was on the TV and the guide said The Rescuers and I was like, okay, let's watch it. And some stuff with a little girl and alligators started <laughs> happening and I was like, what, what is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, but Bernard and Bianca were there so I was like, okay, I guess I'll watch it. And I I actually don't have a lot of memories about it. Uh, we recently rewatched it for this podcast. Uh, we rewatched both. So, um, I, I I found out I found out that all that I knew about it was what people had told me, but I didn't really remember anything for myself. So, uh, well, that is my history with it, and my opinions about it is it is a really cute movie. It's actually a really kind of sad. It has like mm-hmm. a sad feeling, like a nostalgic yeah. feeling, somewhat. Um, uh, I really like Penny, she's adorable, I like Medusa, she's crazy, <laughs> and I really want to see a movie crossover with, between her, Cruella, and Nisma from... <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. Oh my god, yeah. I, I know, they're both cra- they're, they are, the three of them are really crazy and have like the same style. Tag yourself yeah. Medusa. <laughs> Tag yourself a Nisma, duh. <laughs> so, Tammy's Cruella? Yeah. Okay, we should uh, <laughs> we should make that our Halloween costumes this year. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay, Tammy, you wanna say your thoughts on on the first rescuers? Okay. Um. Well, I mean. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't really have much of a history with it because I didn't like 
watch it a lot. I'm sure I've watched it once when it was like on the Disney Channel movie, and I'm sure I liked it enough. But I never like took the time to rewatch it. And um, I'm so grateful for you guys starting this because after I rewatched it, I was like, I really like this film. Like it's such a good movie. It's not something I I would consider it underrated, I guess, a bit. And I never really considered it before we started this podcast. And I'm just glad I had the the chance to watch it with you guys. Um, I um, I was gonna say something, but I lost my train of thought. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a great film. It's very cute. It has its sad moments, like when Penny is like sad because nobody wants to adopt her. I was oh like, this is so sad. This is so yeah. sad. And I, re- my parents recently just like left the country. Like they went back to the Philippines, and I'm like, oh, no, I'm sad now. <laughs> and I was watching it. I literally wanted to stop, and I was like, no, I gotta, I gotta keep going. <laughs>
when the little, the little mermaid came out you know not many movies came out in that period but you know it does say a lot that this was that their biggest hit until the little mermaid um and yeah it's a very good movie i think even if we didn't really watch well you two didn't really watch it i did um <laughs> as kids it does it does leave an impact on you because it's a very emotional movie and mm-hmm. it's very heartwarming and it's very wholesome <laughs> and Bernard and Bianca are the sweetest things and oh. it just has it just it has a lot of history and it means a lot for Disney and and yeah it's a very very cute movie can we start the Bernard fan club or please <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was gonna say that like Bernard is just like, girls get you a, a guy that treats you like Bernard <laughs> yes Bianca, she's Bianca that's goals. That's that that is. so much goals. Just the way and th- just the way she lo- he looks at her. That's what you were saying to me. Like, do you yeah. want to talk about that? Oh, I just love the way he looks at her. Yeah, yeah, it's just so sweet and like that she's his everything. And it's just <laughs> I don't know. Like there was this one moment and I forgot which one of the films. I think it was the 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 sequel, the record, the rescue is down under, where the Australian. Mouse yeah. was annoying him, and he was like, he was all mad and angry. But then once Bianca started talking to him, he just he just got all relaxed and happy. Mm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's just cool. really sweet. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely one of the strongest points, like the relationship. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's, I think it's very natural. Like you see from the very first moment that they're attracted to each other. Like mm. Bernard is really attracted to Bianca, of course, everyone is. But even you know <laughs> where. Everyone is looking at Bianca. Bianca is only looking at Bernard, and I think that's, yeah. that's very sweet. And yeah, sweet. Bianca has a really big crush on Bernard. Yeah, she does. Like from the moment he, she saw him, yeah, yeah. yeah. she acts really cool. Yeah, <laughs> I want to have Bianca's confidence to talk. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, those are our initial thoughts on the very first one. So you guys want to talk about a little bit about the sequel? That's what we're here for. Okay, sounds good. Well, to, to, to start, start, I just want to say uh, just a couple of history facts. Um, Rescuers Down Under came out in 1990. It's the very second movie for the Disney Renaissance. The first one being The Little Mermaid, and then this one came out in 1990. And it's the only movie from the Renaissance that is not a musical. And that's very mm-hmm. interesting. And it's the only one that is a sequel. And it's the only one that is a sequel. Yeah. And I think it's the only one that wasn't a financial success. Um, actually, I, I read this in the IMDb, IMDb page, but The Rescuers Down Under actually lost money. I, yeah. Compared to the first one, that is weird. It is weird. Yeah. I don't know why. Because I, I think we all kind of, at least I, I grew up thinking that The Rescuers was a very successful, successful movie because I think, uh, The Rescuers Down Under, sorry, mm-hmm. that I thought it was very uh, successful because I just felt that everyone knew about it and it was just, it looks <laughs> very pretty. It looks like, uh, yeah. A movie that that's just popular movie, I think, because it came out at the time that it did. And it, uh-huh. yeah, and you just put it uh, alongside the other Renaissance movie, and you kind of just assume that it was successful, but it wasn't. It actually lost money, and and you know, uh, we're gonna talk about uh, all of the direct-to-video, direct-to-home video movies, and I think the fact that the Rescuers and Under didn't make money, that it was actually like a failure per se for Disney that kind of discouraged them to make more um, theatrically released movies and that is I think what got us into sequel hell which is that (laughs) from the 1990s to the early 2000s which a lot of sequels came out that 
weren't just, you know, needing <laughs> the quality that the first ones have. Yeah. And that I think Rescue Sanander definitely does. Um, well, maybe the fact that it is the only one from the Renaissance that wasn't a musical and that was a sequel and that lost money. Maybe Disney saw the coral the correlation <laughs> there, I think, yeah, and said, Okay, sense. let's just let it rest of it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, because he, the next sequel for them it was Winnie Pooh in two thousand twelve. No, it was two thousand. Oh well no, it was two thousand. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, wow, why did I forget that? Um that one and the fur in the first non musical was the first one ever? Uh, no, the first one after Rescuer. Uh, I think it was Dinosaur, I think. Dinosaur, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> that was, yeah, exactly. That That's when uh, the Disney Renaissance stops and, yeah, know, this other... Experimental. The experimental Disney movie yeah. start. But the Rescuer Down Under is one of the very first Disney Renaissance, and it is um, a very interesting movie, I think. What do you guys, what do you think, Timmy? I really like it. Yeah, I think it's a really great film. It, um, like, it's not the best Disney film. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's an enjoyable watch. I think it, huh? Yes? Okay, sorry, I thought <laughs> I lost you guys, because it went all silent for a second. Um, uh, we were listening, we were listening. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's a really enjoyable watch. The animation is amazing. Like, the flying scenes, it's really good. Yes. And oh. it's, it's just remarkable. You actually feel like you're flying with Cody and Marahute. And I also love how, since I watched this back-to-back, you can really see the difference in animation. And I remember you guys saying, like, it's only been, what, thir- 13, 13 years? 13 years. 13 years. And there, the difference in animation is clear. It's it's cleaner. It's crisper. It's just beautiful. But like I said, and I think you guys like it, too, I still adore the sketchiness of the, <laughs> of the older animation. I love it. It's just really charming. But the, di- the quality in animation is clear, and I... I think it's really great. Yeah. I love, yeah, I also, I kind of, like, when I was a kid, I had a crush on that Australian mouse. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> on the what? The Australian mouse, Jake. Australian mouse, Jake. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I had a crush on it when I was little. Uh, I totally get it. Jake, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Disney making furries everywhere. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. This is going to be a... Recurring topic. Yeah, this right. is, we're gonna we're gonna have to make a full disclosure that yeah. this podcast is not a furry podcast. <laughs> we are not yeah. furry, I swear to God. But when you get spiky too, though, it's gonna be tr- it's gonna be trouble. Yeah, you can't you can blame us. Like Disney really can make an animated <laughs> animal like be be cute and be like, oh yeah, yeah I really like that character. And yeah. that we know. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, no. it normalizes it. So by the time you get to our age, you're like. That's not that bad. I get it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I think it's a great film. I, I I told you guys this already, but I like I find it amazing how like most of the film is just them trying to get to Cody. <laughs> like I real I realized like I was I realized that when they were not they weren't yet, yet to him, they were still trying to get him. But Cody was in a cage. He wasn't rescued yet. <laughs> like. Bernard was like somewhere else. He was still trying to get to Cody, and I had 20 minutes left of the film. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay, <laughs> but when are they gonna rescue this kid? It's like, it's, I don't think they rescue him until like, I don't know, there's like only nine minutes left in the film. It was, yeah. I get it. They're mice. It's hard to get to. <laughs> You're mice. <laughs> okay, but. Yeah. The, the searchers 
were a harder sale than the rescuers. Yeah, so definitely. You you couldn't you, name it the searchers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine if it was named the searchers? They would you would have flopped. Definitely flopped even harder. That's the Yeah. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with you. I I really love I, as a kid. I really watched a lot of the rescuers down under. I remember very vividly watching, especially Cody. I have very intense memories of Cody and that those flying scenes in scenes with the mm-hmm. eagle. How do you say her name? Marajote. Uh As uh, Andy and I speak Spanish, so we watch the movie in Spanish. <laughs> so uh, I we call her Marajote, but sometimes maybe I don't think you pronounce that way in English, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> the flying scenes are really beautiful. Like, we were watching it, and I was like, what kind of how the treasure dragon is this? Like, yeah! <laughs> it was like a recurring joke. With yeah, 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 because you, you just, just look at it. Just, I just love it because it really marks the difference between the the era of Disney, of, of the rescuers, and just that mm-hmm. kind of animation, the sketchiness, which is very charming. And I love and I love watching those movies because you know you just feel like the classicness in them. But you yeah. know, ever since the Black Cauldron and the Little Mermaid and Oliver and Company, they start making the the, the animation more crisp, as you said, and cleaner. And yeah. you definitely see that in Rescuers Down Under. The animation is just spotless, I think. Yeah. And I read in IMDb. I'm not sure if this is true, but that it was the very first 100% digital movie. I think makes sense. It would make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Just take it with a grain of salt, but that's what IMDb says. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That I love that Disney is mm-hmm. uh, always trying to outdo themselves and <laughs> trying to uh, make a difference in the, this, yeah. the cinematic world. And you know, the flying scenes. I read also that they were very inspired by, by Miyazaki movies that have very amazing aerial mm-hmm. scenes. And so like, they, awesome. took, they took. Um, inspiration from Miyazaki to for those flying sequence and they really pay it really pays off because yeah you know, that's just a highlight of the movie that very first it is with Cody and Marjorie and they flying they're flying and you know you just see this kind of relationship and they're bonding and it's amazing mm-hmm. it's so beautiful it really touches my heart what kind of how <laughs> to train your dragon <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay um talking about the initial scene compare this to the 77 movie. Yeah, it's so It's really different. Oh my god, yeah. the, the change of, of the theme. Yeah, well, not definitely. the theme, like from the rhythm of the movie. Yeah, definitely. This is an action movie. Yeah. Yeah. Rescuers Down Under is a straight up action movie. Like, yeah. It, it, it is amazing to me because I think the, the original Rescuers also had a really action scene. Yeah, definitely. With the uh, and her yeah. and yeah, when she just came out with two with alligators, that's a oh, iconic. <laughs> what an iconic! When we just <laughs> it, it is astounding to me that two of the most action-packed Disney movies are the two about the the you little mice trying to rescue. Them. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I love that. I love that. Yeah, as well. but yeah, it makes sense. It, it it's a really standard. As you said, that the 1977 starts and it's very like static and just kind of mm-hmm. you know you see the bottle and you see the sea, the ocean and it's kind of just very slow pace and the music is just like oh yeah it's very sweet and very emotional and you're like oh my god what did I get into like I'm gonna cry 
But it yeah. really starts, and you're like, oh my god, yes. And I just remember, like, it starts with, like, uh, a ladybug, I think. And oh, yeah. Like another bug. And it kind of boom. boom. And the music picks up, and you just see Cody running, running and you see him. I, I think you see him climbing the mountain. Do you see no. him climbing the mountain? You just, no, see, he, you just see him at the top. I don't know how he got there. <laughs> how much it took him to get there, but he does. Yeah. <laughs> and just from the from the very first minute you're there and you're you're just full of uh, you know uh, enthusiasm to watch where where this movie's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me up. <laughs> uh, so true. I I don't know. Like I, I really that I really really like that initial scene because it really like you said it prepares you for the whole movie. Yeah. And then. It just never. I I didn't feel it drag. No, like all the scenes were kind of short, and yeah. were, there were a lot, and and they were entertaining. Yeah, like the villain is very entertaining. Oh, the villain! Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. he's gross. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's gross. awesome. I would classify him as a gross villain. Yeah, you know, you have your scary villains and your goofy villains, and you have your gross villains. Your goofy villains. A spoiler! <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, yeah, this is definitely a gross. Kind yeah, of really he did have his humorous scenes though. I yeah. love the egg scene. Definitely. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I replayed that. I had to replay that. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. I just gonna. Go ahead. You, you, you go ahead. I, I was gonna change the subject. Oh, that you were talking about villains. It was just a, something I noticed between the two. Like, I loved, I loved the villains. Like, I just thought they were so funny. For me, I thought yeah. Medusa and McLeach were really funny. They had their really funny moments. But then I, I started to like them. And then right when I started to like them, they would do something horrendous. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're a terrible person. Like, it, they would, like, suck me into, like, their the character. I was like, I'm really liking your performance. But then, like, Medusa would... Steal pen would get Penny's teddy and just treat yeah. her horribly. Cleach would would just I don't know like I don't I can't remember like throw knives at Cody and I'm like oh my god I hate you. <laughs> it was yeah. like a, a battle of, of of feelings and emotions. <laughs> yeah, and well for me like the fact that he's a hunter it's really it just it just really crosses me out a lot. I, I have I like zero yeah. tolerance for everything. Of that sort, so yeah, I don't know. Like they ha- they did such a good job on making him funny, but also making making you hate him. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. When he said like when he tried to to get to Cody the first time, and he said, "Oh, I already have the father," and he just showed oh, a feather yeah. and was like, "At oh, you? Yeah. What yeah. the hell? Yeah. Like go away." <laughs> yeah. I, I can that. kill you right now. I also love that. Um, I was gonna tell you earlier that I really, I really enjoy Cody's character. I think he's very cute, yeah. and I think he's a very good follow up for Penny. Yeah. I mean, for Penny, yeah. I think you get more emotionally invested because you see just how much she struggles, and you know, because Cody, I think, puts up a fight more than Penny. Mm-hmm. I mean, Penny definitely does. But well, Penny's younger. Yeah, when she was definitely just outpowered in every yeah. sense. And, and maybe because she's a girl and he's a boy, that also had something to do with it back yeah, then. I guess. Back then, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. sure. And Cody, you know, he you just can tell that he's very used, you know, he lives in Australia, so he's <laughs> used to dealing with animals and the wild, and he's used to it. And he's a badass. Yeah, he's Australian, that's why he's he's awesome. <laughs> I love him. I think he's a very cute character. 
And um, I love that first scene with Mara Julia when they're in her nest. And mm-hmm. Julia asks, asks her, um, where's the father? Oh. And Mara Julia oh, kind of no. just looks down. And I love that because I I just understood, just, you know, without the characters having to say a word, I understood, oh, the father was hunted down. Yeah. And that's why it hurts Mara Julia to think about him. And, yeah, I love that. That even in a Disney sequel, even though it's a theatrically released Disney sequel, they have these kind of nuances. Mm-hmm. And you, um, they're, it's a very, it's it's a smart movie, you know. It has, yeah, it has its moments where it's, <laughs> you're like, um, what is this? With the little <laughs> green, yeah. We'll get, to, we'll get to that later, but you know, just that moment for me, it was just a, 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 a kind of a visual storytelling that it's really. I love when a movie can pull that off, where right? that when without saying a single word, you understand this backstory, and I totally understood that the father was hung down and that she was alone. And I love that. I love when a movie can pull that off. And it can trust its audience. It trusts its audience. Yeah. And I think that's um, a very important thing for a movie to do, that you trust your audience to mm-hmm. understand and to, um, you know, connect the points themselves, connect the dots themselves. Yes. Yeah. Mm, tell me another thing you want to add. Um. No, I think you guys covered all. I, I love how you mentioned how good it is at how good at it how good it is at visual storytelling because yeah. I didn't even realize about what it was doing. I was just watching and following along with the film, but they did. You're, you're right; they did an amazing job at it. That, that is a that is something to to how do you say you? I know what it is. <laughs> to rescue. That's right. To rescue from the sequel. <laughs> no, yeah. that, that is something to. That is something good that you can just put a movie and and don't think about it, just go along mm-hmm. for the ride, and then yeah. and then you can think yeah, about exactly. all, all the stuff. And yes, I I think I I what I really like also was the relationships with the relationships between the characters. Mm-hmm. And but I I don't know. I feel like Bernardo and Bianca didn't change that much. But but there but the I don't know, like, I noticed a change of attitude with Bianca. Uh-huh. Like, we, we were saying, like, oh, oh my god, she arrived in, and she had a big crush on this guy. And stuff. Uh-huh. But, I don't know, the beginning was real, kind of weird, because they are dining in this fancy restaurant for mice, well, for creatures. <laughs> and then they're making a toast, and Bianca is like, oh, for our friendship. And it's like... Does, does, does she say that in English? Because in the Spanish dub, she does. She does say for. Me. I don't think she. I don't think she says it. Says that in English. I don't remember that. I, I think that's uh, okay. because in Spanish she says like for friendship or for being friends, and I was like, what? What? <laughs> I, I feel like I would have remembered that. I don't remember her saying that. Okay. Uh, okay I'll check it again. I'll check, I can check again after this, and I'll let you guys know. Uh, okay. Well, know, maybe that's a Spanish dub thing, but you know, it's yeah. just the, it's the same scene that Bernard is, you know, yeah, trying, to, trying to propose. Yeah. So I was like. Mm-hmm. Bianca, what are you doing? What are you doing for <laughs> poor Bernard? It's just yeah. confusing him at the <laughs> moment. <laughs> like you let him on for 13 years. No, I, how many? How much is it between the first one I and the other? I think it's that no, much. No, right? There's much. still the same guy as the president of the so, United. Yeah, at most four years, but I don't think it's that much. I think it's you know, like a year or so, maybe, maybe two. Yeah, I don't think it really matters. Just it's just a very short. Yeah. Time skip because the uh, that one under doesn't have 
like anything to tell you what year it is. Yeah, that's true. Like the rescuers is really, really seventies. It's a very seventies okay. movie, but the rescuers because it's the rescuers are under is set in Australia and it's set in the wild. You yeah, just don't really. You can't really tell. Maybe by the vehicles, maybe, but we don't but really know no. vehicles, so like, <laughs> I don't know. But um, are you an expert on Australian <laughs> truck trucks I... for the wild in the seventies? <laughs> I think I would love to see your face when I said that I was, but I'm not. Well, sadly, okay. <laughs> sadly, I'm not. Actually, well, actually, <laughs> I took this course in card. No, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, well, I'm glad to hear that she didn't. She didn't say that in English. Yeah, definitely. Don't <laughs> quote me on that. I'll let you guys know later. It was really confusing. It was really confusing. Yeah, definitely. But uh, now that you point out that the relationship between Bianca and Bernard, I, I love that. I love that. Um, oh. It's really a movie about taking the next step, and the mm. next step is marriage. And I love. Um, I think I want to talk about Bernard. And his arc in this movie because I think it's <gasps> yes! very interesting and it's something that I don't think I mm-hmm. ever picked up on before. Mm-hmm. But I love his character arc. It, it's even better because after you watch the first one, sorry, yeah, it's okay. After you watch, after you watch the first one, because they don't really have a big arc on the one. It's just like yeah, yeah. Well, well their arc is that they're they're doing something that nobody thought. They could do, you know. Everyone uh, was okay, like, yeah. "Oh, what two little, what can two little mice do?" And they're like, "No, we can do, we can do something important." And they do, and they, their movies about them proving to everyone that they can mm-hmm. rescue this girl and they can do something big, even mm-hmm. if they're very little mice. And this movie, I think, I don't know, I wouldn't say that it's just about that, but Bernard definitely has a very important arc, and I love that. I love watching him because you know he's kind of this. Uh, everyday man, he's kind of shy, he's kind of, well, he is brave when it comes to Bianca. Like, whenever it's about, um, protecting her, he really is, yeah. is braver and he's try, mm-hmm. and he's ready to, you know, fight everyone that tries to hurt Bianca, I think. But, you know, in this movie, he is really put to test because he's in Australia and he's left <laughs> alone for some time of the yeah. movie, uh, in the movie and he has to get to Bianca by himself, and he has to survive in Australia by himself. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, we were watching him, and we were like, oh my god, Bernard's a badass. Bernard is <laughs> When did Bernard get, get so much badass? You know, yeah. he fights, and he, he, you know, puts this war thug, and I don't know what that is, like the, the hog, the... the oh, yeah. They call it a razorback. When, when he talks to it, it's like, whoa, like you're Bernard. You're going to do what I say. You're, yeah, I was like, oh, my. <laughs> I love that. because and, and then just, you see him go through this stuff in Australia, and you're like, oh, poor Bernard, he's gone through enough. And I, I love that he's like, in his mind, you know, I'm done. I have, <laughs> I've had a horrible day. I'm going to do it. And he proposes to Bianca, like, just marry me, marry me. Because, you know, you see him going through the whole movie, like, trying to find the perfect moment and the perfect words, and yeah. what, what is she going to say? I'm so scared. But after he goes to Australia and on his he's like, screw it, I'm just going to ask, marry me. And she's like, of course she says yes. And I love that, that after surviving in Australia, but he, he had the courage to ask Bianca to marry him. I Only after he survived. Australia by himself. Yeah, I, I just I love that. I think it's a very under underrated character arc for him. Yeah, I, I never I never hear anyone talking about this. No, no, no nobody tells me about Bernard becoming a badass. I've been robbed. <laughs> I need more 
people telling me that in my life. So <laughs> this is this is how my yeah. <laughs> I I definitely found some new respect for Bernard. Like, I, I always had yeah. that soft soft spot for him, but right now I'm like, oh yeah, I respect that now. <laughs> oh no, Jake is so cute. He's very. They're cute. also cute. Yeah, Jake is really is really cool. What? Yeah, no, I'm just saying Bernard is adorable. I love his design, like how he's so pudgy and just yeah. like I just yeah, he's he's such a cute character. Yeah, he definitely is. And Bianca is beautiful. I think yeah. I don't know how mm-hmm. they pull that off, but Bianca is just so classy and and she's yeah. beautiful and just so refined and, and smart. She's just everything I aspire to be. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Angel Mice is just something I aspire to be. Like, <laughs> I want to be on that level. <laughs> I love that she is very classy, but she's not uptight. You know, she she had a crush yeah. on Jennifer, so that says a lot about That's her. That's adorable. It's she is very adorable. She's great. Bernard was a janitor, and right now he's a hero, and I love yeah, him. Yeah, and I love about Bianca that she just really wants to help. She is just concerned about these kids. Like when she yes. meets Penny's letter, she's like, "I want to go on this mission. Please send me on this mission." Mm. And she was just so ready to take that uh, mission in Australia. Um, and it's it's fantastic. I love that about her that she's just she just really wants to help, and that's what she wants to do. And she's not she doesn't have any other interests. She just wants to she just wants to help. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Uh, something else? Maybe other characters? Um... Uh, well, there's this one thing I I noticed when I was watching it. Uh-huh. I, I I don't know. Like I want your guys' opinion on it, but I kind of I was. Like, I guess bummed out that there isn't much of a relationship between Bernard, Bianca, and Cody. Yeah. Like, they don't, they don't spend enough time with each other. But, like, in the, with the pacing of the film, I get it. Like, they literally rescue him right when they get to him. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but I don't know. I guess, do you think that's something that was needed? I, I just remember noticing it, and I couldn't figure out if it was a good thing, a bad thing, or just, like, a neutral thing. I think it's definitely, I, I think it's a low point, you know, for everything good that yeah. the Down Under has going on for it. I think the fact that there isn't much of a relationship between Cody, Bianca, and Bernard is definitely a downside. I don't think okay. they really, I think they could have done that better. I think, you know, it does take them a lot to get to Cody. And by the time they, they free him and, and everything's okay, I'm like, did they, did they really do anything? I know, right? There's not much there. There's not much really, to they rescue. they hadn't gotten there... What would have happened to Cody? Like, I think Cody would have found a way to save himself. I have a theory that <laughs> maybe they wanted to do that. Like, they wanted to show that they wanted to show that Cody could rescue himself. Yeah. But I, I think yeah. they overdone it and they made <laughs> Bernard and Bianca do almost any, nothing. But they try. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. they do try and they do help. No, and Bernard with those eggs at the end. Yeah, he, awesome. he he's definitely the MVP. <laughs> he, he rescues the the ex uh, from the from Joanna. And Joanna. Oh, oh yeah, I remember seeing that. I was like, oh my god, you're so smart. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's definitely like um, a bad point of the movie that I think okay. for for everything good about it, you know, I would have loved to see Bernard, Bianca, and and Cody interact more because. I think Cody would have loved Bernard and Bianca mm-hmm. if they would have gotten the time to, you know, just sit down and talk. Um, yeah. I think they definitely had more of a relationship with Penny and they, you know, interacted more with her and they helped her a lot more. Sure. You know, yeah, they helped sure. her get the diamond and they helped her, you know, yeah. plan the, her escape and everything. 
And, yeah. you know, with Cody, he just kind of was already doing his thing, and Bernard and Bianca were like, okay, we're just going to do something to help you get to your, do thing. your thing. Yeah. Yeah. But there, I think definitely Cody could have done, could have, he could have saved himself, I think. But <laughs> it's nice that Bernard and Bianca were there to help him. Well, the ex wouldn't have survived. Yeah, I think. I yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's something that, that we can thank Bernard and Bianca. He would have fallen off that waterfall. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, Jake and Bianca were the one who got Marahude out, so they did do something important. Yeah, they yeah. do. They did. They, they definitely do. Yeah. But I just, I just think it was that just that relationship I crave. Yeah, you know, I like I feel like it made the rescue less impactful. Yeah, maybe something. they could have just. I, I wish they could have met sooner. Like, yeah, they, if they had met even at the half point of the movie, I think that would have been okay. And they, you know, they they meet and they have this bond and they start, you know trying to work together, but yeah. the trouble is that they they really just meet about, you know... Like you said, I mean, just 20 minutes, 15 yeah, minutes exactly. before the movie ends, yeah. and that's, you know, uh, it's not bad per se, and it definitely, it, it's a still, it, I think it's, it's still a good movie, even with that in mind, but I think it would have been, it would have taken the movie from good to great if Bernard okay. and Bianca and Cody would have had more of a relationship with them, and, you know... Just something that kind of bonded them and linked them together emotionally and not just, you know, this kid, this is a kid that we need to save because he's a kid. And yeah, exactly. Maybe, well, Cody did spend a lot more time with the other, the other animals. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 this is another problem that I have with the movie. What happened to those animals? <laughs> you know? The, the, ones, yeah. thing they the were ones that were in the cages, you know? The, the, oh, yeah, that's true. You know, what's I the name of the... Frank? Frank. What happened to Frank? The oh. Frank is a little thing with... Yeah, with that. Okay, the gender of the movie. Okay, so this is my thing with Frank. I liked okay. it, but I think... No, in one moment I was like, okay, you can shut up now. Right yeah, it's like, <laughs> funny at first, but you can shut up now. Like, the, the first rescuers, the connection with Star Wars was... We, we already discussed it. And this is uh, this is this movie's connection with Star Wars. Yeah, that is Frank, the Jar Jar Binks. Frank is Jar Jar Binks theory confirmed. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I I wish I think what I what I is the, what I would have liked more of from the movie is that if it had had a better ending. I think yeah. it ends too abruptly. I think yeah. you know they they have this very beautiful scene with them flying over the clouds and and Bernard proposes to Bianca finally. And everything's okay with them. And then you cut to Wilbur and with the eggs. Yeah. And the eggs hatch. And, the, and he's like, oh, my God, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, you're kind of cute. And the movie ends. And <laughs> I just wish we could have gotten a scene after, you know. With the mother with the eggs. A scene with but not Bianca and Cody talking about what just happened, you know. Like, thank yeah. you, guys. You know, it was awesome. Just, uh, just something, a scene to give closure to that. Like what they did with Penny, with the news report. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I just, I was just so baffled when when the credits started rolling. I was like, oh, I wait, saw your face. Is that is that the end? <laughs> what? I was just, I just thought that there was gonna be like you know an aftermath, a, a, you know something of that kind that just yeah. know, just show him re- reuniting with with his mother and see him you know seeing the other animals and seeing Marahude reuniting with with her babies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe Bernard and Bianca going back to New York. Like, did they ever get back to New York? I don't know. <laughs> we never know because there was, there, there's not a rescuer's tree. 
And yeah. you know, for all we know, maybe they they're still in Australia. And oh. I, that kind of bugs me. I think you know, I just wish it had a a better ending. It, I you know, because I was I was there for the ride. I, okay. I I really enjoyed myself watching that movie. I think it's a very fun adventure movie, but it just kind of ends very flatly. Yeah. yeah. Just, you know, the the conflict resolves and then it's over. There were a like, lot of yeah. loose ends. There were a lot of, I think, I don't know if they're plot holes, but they're definitely like, you know, just, I don't think there was there closure. Were about, I don't think there was, I, I think there was definitely a, a closure, a physical closure, because they weren't caged anymore. But there was not an emotional closure. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, that's can I? Can I in this movie. Yeah, so I no, but I, I totally agree with you because I I get what you're saying. Like you're on this emotional high, and then you just need something to calm you back down and to like tell you like the film has ended. Yeah. Like when you're you want more. Like you, when you're on this emotional high, you want more, and then when it abruptly ends like that, like you feel incomplete. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. Exactly. Like, uh, uh-huh. Oh, no, that's it. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know. It was weird because it was like they were out a budget and it was like, okay, just cut two minutes of the movie. Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe though, maybe you could take out those scenes with Wilbur. Get in. <laughs> okay, that's another thing <laughs> I wanted to say. I don't want to be negative because I think this is a very wholesome movie. But what the hell itself? But what is up with those Wilbur scenes with the with Why the Why are they the, and the doctor? Uh, I loved it. <laughs> I mean, I loved it. I think <laughs> the little are adorable. No, I think when I was a kid, I didn't pay attention to it because you know it is made for kids. It is made yeah. to be you know comic relief and just yeah. take a break from the story. But as an adult, I'm watching it and I'm like, what is this? And I'm just in my head, I just. I can just imagine, you know, the director and the producer being like, we need to fill up some, like, five minutes of the movie. What do we do? Oh, well, give the, give Wilbur a subplot where he's been, you know, taken care of. Tortured. Like, tortured. Taken like, care of. He's being tortured by that crazy doctor. Actually, there's another um, connection to Star Wars. The little man, <laughs> you cannot tell me that those are oh due you to the, the fish. The caretakers. Yeah. The caretakers yeah. in The Last yeah. Jedi. Those For are sure. definitely inspirations. <laughs> of them, definitely. Of course, everybody knows that Ryan Johnson watched Rescuers on Under and said, he That is the most Star Wars thing I've ever seen. I have yeah. to put those mice in my movie. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that's definitely a thing that's happened. <laughs> but you know, it just, it kind of just, uh, it just took me out of the movie a little bit. You know, the yeah. scenes with Wilbert and uh, in the hospital started, and I was like, Why, Where is it going? <laughs> and it really doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, I guess you're saying, like, if you take it out of the film, nothing really changes. Like, there's there's no point to it. There's no point to it. I found, yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Like, I get what you're saying, but I still found it, like, hilarious. Like, I loved it. Like, it just made me, like, they made me laugh, and it's just, I don't know, maybe it was just a way to, like, just, I don't know, relax after all the drama. I guess they could have done it in a better way that makes sense within the (laughs) storyline, but I enjoyed them. Okay. That's very good. <laughs> I mean, they, it is funny. They're funny, but you know, it it really it just it it kind of angers me. I mean, because what I was saying about the ending, we don't really have an ending. Mm. 
But we do have five minutes of working torture in that girl. So, you know, I get why, couldn't yeah. that, why couldn't they give them that, or, or just put that time of we were in the hospital and give that time for, to Bernard, Bianca, and Cody? You know, yeah. yes. they would have done. That's a good point. You know, it, it, but I think that's part of what Disney was starting to learn how to do, how to balance the comedy with the characters, with the relationships, with the plot. And, yeah, uh-huh. you know, you kind of start seeing that in here a little bit, but, you know, definitely, there's this definitely unbalance between. You know, there's a scene that's pure comedy, and then there's a scene that's pure character, and there's a scene that's pure, you no know, plot. And, you know, <laughs> you can have all three together, and that just makes the, the story move faster and has a, a better rhythm in the movie, and you don't have to stop. <laughs> the movie doesn't have to come to a halt to watch a comedy sketch for five minutes <laughs> and then go back to the plot, and that's, that's not how filmmaking works. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> So, yeah, I think well, they can definitely improve that, and they do. Okay, um, this movie is from the 1990, yeah, exactly. Yep. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the this was something I learned a while ago. I don't know if it's if it's correct, but according to me, the first Disney movie that worked with a script and not by storyboards. Uh, I mean, the story was the Beauty and the Beast. And the Beauty and the Beast was uh, the year after 1991. Mm-hmm. So, the, I don't know, this feels like it was a because it's I wouldn't not, be surprised if it didn't, because if yeah. they had had a script, they could have just pinpointed this, you know, this lack of kind of overall rhythm in yeah. the movie. You know, they could have been, okay, yeah. well, this, this subplot with, with, with Willow is not really working. What do we do with it? How do we make it so better with the mm-hmm. rest of the movie, you know, I think, I, I wouldn't be I don't know for sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if this movie didn't really have a script. Yeah, I don't think it had it, because, like like I said, Beauty and the Beast was a year after it. it and it's weird, I don't know, it's, it's weird to think that this was the movie between The Little Mermaid and The Beast, <laughs> because a lot of people just don't mention this movie when talking about the Renaissance. It's always yeah. oh, yeah, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't know if it is because it was not a Disney princess movie between a lot of Disney princess movies. Yeah. But... I mean, I didn't know that until today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think well, it's just so different from all of them, you know? Yes. Like, like it focuses the, on animals and the rest are on, like, I love story and humans. It's just so different. It, it kind of falls between the cracks, which is a shame. <laughs> yeah, because I think it has everything going on against it. You know, it didn't make money at the box office. It wasn't a musical. It wasn't a princess mm-hmm. movie. It was uh, about animals. It was a sequel, you know, and uh, I think, it, I, I mean, it's sad, of course, that it doesn't get, you know, um, mentioned in the Disney Renaissance era a lot because it is part of the Disney mm-hmm. Renaissance. But, you know, at the same time, I understand why it isn't, because yeah. when you compare it to the other ones, The Little Mermaid and Aladdin and mm-hmm. Lion King, it is definitely lacking. Yeah, it's yeah for sure. It's not a solid story. It's not very solid characters, you know. I don't know I don't know what the problem was, but I think <laughs> it's just... I, I just think it's lacking. It's not at the same level as the rest of the Disney Renaissance. And I think the other Disney Renaissance movies are more mature. I mean, this is... I mean, totally a movie. Okay. This trust its audience, but it's still, like you said, it has a lot of things that make you realize, ah, right, this is a kid's movie. It's very childish. <laughs> Everything yeah. from, you know... Not very, but it is. 
with William and Socrates <laughs> with Frank, you know, having this whole scene oh. about, <clears throat> yeah, that, eh, <laughs> and, you know, everything that happens with Wilbur in the hospital, and, you know, it's just a very childish movie sometimes, you know, for all the yeah. very mature mo moments that it has, for example, I really like uh, the, how, how, what's the name of the villain, MacLeish? MacLeish. MacLeish. I like that he was very smart. And yeah. that he knew how to manipulate Cody. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, because he, the, the basic point is that he is trying to hunt down Mara Cody. And yeah. he knows that Cody has a relationship with her. And he knows mm -hmm. that he knows where she is. But he won't tell him because, of course, Cody is amazing. And, and he's like, I'm not going to tell you where my friend is. I, don't, I, I won't let you hunt her down. So he's trying to think of a way that Cody... We'll leave, we'll leave him to her without, uh, you know, just to get him to do it. Yeah. And he thinks, of course, yeah. this, this boy has a weakness and that he cares too much about the animals and he cares oh. too much about what, the, what happens to them. Mm -hmm. So what he does is he tells them, he tells him that Marehure is hunted, is already dead. And he's like, oh, poor eggs. What will happen to them? What will happen to the babies? They will probably die. And he lets him go. And of course, Cody, being the sweetheart that he is, mm. the first thing that he does is go check on the eggs because he wants to make sure that they're okay and he wants to make sure that they don't die. And even if Marahure is dead, according to him, he won't let the eggs die. So, of course, he goes after the eggs and that's how MacLeish gets to the nest. And I think that's a very smart move. Yeah. I think, you know, it's yeah, a, sure. a, it takes a very big psychopath to think about you know, <laughs> to manipulate a child that way. Yeah. I think, I think it, it was brilliant. I think, I think it was a spark of genius of, yeah. uh, you know, not maybe the script, because as we said, maybe this movie didn't have a script, but I think, but the, I think it really made, it really makes sense because it makes sense for the villain, because, you know, that's something that he would do because he's a manipula manipulative asshole. Sorry. <laughs> I'm a manipulative bad person. <laughs> and Cody is a very uh, sweet person that cares a lot about the animals and it makes sense with his character. So, you know, when he tells him that, you already know what's going to happen. You already understand what his plan is without him having to give a big monologue about what his <laughs> plan is going to be, of course. And I think that's, that's, you know, really brilliant. So, you know, I think that's what I was trying to say with the unbalance of this movie, that in some parts it's very, like, you know, kind of just slapstick and it doesn't really know, it doesn't go anywhere in some scenes, but it definitely has some intelligence and it, Trust mm -hmm. its audience in some other points, and you know Bernard and Bianca have really uh, a very good relationship, and they built mm. their relationship, and they built Bernard, and you know it has its good points and bad points, and I mm. think they they mm -hmm. really find a way to make them work together. So you know overall, I think it's a very good movie, but it definitely is not on par with other Disney movies, especially the Renaissance, mm -hmm. especially the Renaissance movie where uh -huh. this movie. Comes <laughs> And, well, this movie, it was a technical achievement. Like, this is just one year after The Little Mermaid, and they have a, a lot of things going on. You uh -huh. have a lot of, not a lot, but the start of CG? CG? CG, CG animated. Um, how does, it, it's from the, I don't know, it, ha, it has a different name, I think. Like, the predecessor of, of CGI. Um, mm. and, and this was before 
Well, this was... I think the first movie that used it, it was the Great Mouse Detective. The CGI? The, well, that, that's kind of CGI. Like, that predecessor. Well, I think this, they mentioned it in this order as well, that IMDb says that Fox and the Hound was the first movie that used CG. I don't know. They, 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 uh, they call it Caps. Oh, yeah, Caps. caps. Definitely. Yeah, caps. That's, that's, that's that what is, it is. That is the thing they call... I, I know about it because I... When people talk about it, they always talk about the scene in the Beauty and the Beast. In oh, yeah. The ballroom mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. That, that, is, that is Caps. But Rescuers has a lot going on on this. Yeah, I think it's a pioneer in Caps. Yeah. Definitely. And that is cool. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, okay, so maybe we should talk about the next thing. Um, how do you think it holds up against the original? Do you think it is an upgrade? Do you think it is a downgrade? It, does it have a, does it add up to the story or does it, I don't know, didn't really need to exist? What, what do you think about the movie? Mm-hmm. Tammy, you want to go first? Uh, sure. I was looking at this part of our structure and I was like, oh, I'm like, which, what is it? Because I'm not sure if I would consider it an upgrade. I just think it's a nice continuation. Mm-hmm. So it's like a neutral part. Like it's, I'm glad it, I'm glad it exists. It's a good film, but I don't think it does. I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's any better than The Rescuers, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's just a, a good film to follow. It's a good story, but there, there is something how, I like what um, Gina mentioned about um, Bernard's arc and how mm-hmm. that's probably something it adds on to the film. It like so you like you guys were saying how the original film is about the audience seeing if these mice can do this, if the mice can do this this particular mission, and now it's it's um, transferred from that theme to the theme of just Bernard to see if Bernard can find his own confidence and mm-hmm. to be. And to grow into himself, you know, so that's probably something that does different and adds on. But as a film as a whole, I feel like it it's a nice continuation, but I don't think it's that much better. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think I am the same zone as you. Uh, as you said, I like that it exists. Uh, it makes sense that it exists because it was the highest grossing movie of that era. Um, <laughs> And in this story, you can continue. And I think we read now that it, it was supposed to have a continuation. Yeah, I was going to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, uh, they had plans to make The Rescuers 3. They wanted to make a third movie. And, mm-hmm. But what happened was that Bianca's voice actor, voice actress Eva Gabor, uh, she passed away mm-hmm. um, shortly, I think, after The Rescuers Down Under. I think The Rescuers Down Under was her last movie, that the last movie that she ever did. Well, so when she passed away, mm-hmm. they they scrapped all um, ideas and all the they scrapped all the ideas for the Rescuers Three movie because they really didn't want to make another movie having to replace yeah. Bianca. I think I I really love that. I think I I have a lot of respect for them yeah. because they knew how important their cast was and they <laughs> they realized that without Eva and there was no Bianca. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. So they, it really didn't make sense to continue the rescuers without her. So they left, they left the, the, the trilogy unfinished, I guess. <laughs> and also they wanted to make, 
I read that they wanted to make a animated show, and that also got scrapped after Eva Gabor died, mm-hmm. and they turned it into a Chip and Dale uh, cartoon about <laughs> them being, you know. Is, is that really where that came from? Yeah. Oh wow! Apparently, I didn't know that. Apparently, yeah, oh. that's what I read on IMDb. <laughs> um, so yeah, cool. uh, I think it's very sad. I think I definitely. Well, you want to you want to finish your um, thoughts? Uh, do you do? Are you finished? I, I I have more to say, but I wonder okay. if you want to, <laughs> want to finish first. Uh, well, it's, that is not a lot to say because okay, both movies are. It, if you look at if you look at the timeline. For me, 13 years in animation history is nothing, but at the same time, a lot can happen. You you notice the difference not only in animation but also in story and how they they tell stories and what they prioritize. Maybe in this movie, they prioritize um, like an uh, a character arc for Bernard and the action. The action is front stage and both movies have their ups and downs and not only the story but also in how well yeah I don't, I don't know like the overall rhythm and themes and, and such I think yeah I'm, I'm neutral I'm glad it exists mm-hmm. and I think I like them both uh, the same yeah. I also have like the same nostalgia for both so yeah that helps <laughs> mm-hmm. Gina I think your opinion on the rescuers and the rescuers down under depends on what you like more. Like, if you are more into emotional stories and if you're more into characters and you know the emotional journey, you are definitely gonna be more into the rescuers. But if you're more into action and mm-hmm. you know adventure and everything, yeah. you are definitely gonna like down under a lot more. Uh, for me, I'm, I I think I like the rescuers the first one more because. I just think it's a more solid movie overall. I just, I don't remember, I think, I don't remember a, a moment in that movie where I was out of it. You know, it started and from when it started uh-huh. to when it ended, I was there for the ride and yeah. I was paying attention. And that's something I can tell that happened with Down Under because, you know, as I said, as I said, <laughs> it has these moments where I'm like, what's going on? And what's happening? And, you know, I the think. Jar-Jar moment. The Jar Jar moment. The Jar Jar moment. Um, so yeah, I think the, the Rescuers is definitely a more solid movie, and it has a lot about it, it's it's basically because it was this time in Disney history where they were trying to find their footing, because you know uh, Walt Disney passed away like ten years before, and they were trying to figure out what Disney was without him. So they and you know this was when the Nine Old Men were still working in the, at, at Disney Animation. Some of them. Yeah, I think not. I think not all of them, but most of them, at yeah. least. At least Ollie, Ollie Johnson and Frank Thomas, and I. It shows, you know, you know those those kind of animations you can't you can't duplicate. And, <laughs> and the Rescuers just has a lot of heart in it, and it really pulls at your heartstrings, and it's just uh, an emotional journey. But you know, the Rescuers Under also has it's. It, I think it does upgrade the Rescuers. On the animation part, and yeah, mm-hmm. and maybe on the adventure and the fun <laughs> part, you know, because I think mm-hmm. definitely for maybe a child of this recent generation won't pay attention to re- to the rescuers because it's definitely more low pace, slow paced, and it's definitely more 
emotional and it's not mm-hmm. as flashy as Down Under. It doesn't have this big uh, aerial scenes with Marahure and yeah. So, you know, I like both of them. I think I am also nostalgically attached to both of them because I watch them, you know, as one, you know. Yep. As I said, I, I didn't have a distinction in my head, you know. There was... Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I wanted to say, I didn't find a, a moment to say this, but uh, in, in Spanish, the name for the rescuers... Uh, oh, yeah. It, it, it should be... It should be Los Rescatadores. That's how you say the rescuers in Spanish. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called in, in Spain. Yeah, that's what it's called in Spain. But in Mexico, the movie's called Bernardo y Bianca. Bernardo and Bianca. But, <laughs> but down under... Uh, no, don't say it. <laughs> yeah, I will say it because it's very funny. Uh, in Spanish, the rescuer down under is Bernardo y Bianca and Gangurolandia, which basically, which basically translates to Bernard and Bianca in kangaroo land. <laughs> <laughs> I know why. For the longest time, I thought Kangurulandia was a real place. I thought Kangurulandia was a real place. Like, and then I just kind of just recently like realized Kangurulandia or Kangurulandia was another name for Australia. Oh, yeah. And I, I is that racist? Is that is that just? Yeah. Is that a thing? Is that like a nickname for it? Is that no, 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 yeah. Like, it's not marketable, but if you say kangaroo land, like, oh, oh what is that? where is kangaroo land? <laughs> <laughs> because there, are, there aren't even many kangaroos in this movie. It has like, it one. I think it's one at the beginning and one that's yeah. in the cages. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think uh, that's <laughs> a funny fact about the movie. But I think it's not just in Mexico. I think in France, the movie is also called Bernard and Bianca in, in kangaroo land, but just in, Fran- in French. Blue. Yeah, I think that I read that. So you know, it's not just Mexico that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have one thing to say about this as well. Okay. Okay. So we talk about how this movie didn't make enough money. One of the reasons was because in the weekend that this came out, another movie that you probably heard of also came out. Oh yeah. Yeah, and this movie was also about a blonde kid getting into trouble. Yeah. Uh, the movie was Home Alone, mm. and I think I don't know. I was talking to Gina about it. Yeah, like, they came out the same day. They came out the very same day. Yeah, like how do you beat that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Rescuers did beat <laughs> Star, Wars Star Wars in France, but they didn't come out on the same day. Oh, okay. So I think the trouble is that they came out on the oh, same day. Yeah. So when parents were trying to choose what movie to see, they mm. chose Home Alone, Home maybe Alone. because you know I don't know. The Disney Renaissance wasn't, you know, it hadn't officially began. I mean, it yeah, because it was yeah. a Little Mermaid, but we didn't know what the Renaissance was <laughs> because there wasn't any other movie. So, you know, even if the Little Mermaid was a big success, success, maybe people didn't have Disney as like this amazing animation studio. Like, mm-hmm. I think Disney has definitely gone through some some periods of time where people didn't really have a good opinion about their movies, and maybe even. I think the rescuers down under really really missed that that moment in time where Disney really came back to the Renaissance. 
I think mm-hmm. it's part of the Renaissance, but it didn't live to see that high of Disney movies. So when this came out the same day as Home Alone, <laughs> I think it had everything going on against it. Yeah, because, you know, that's parents, true. Parents just preferred to watch a live-action movie that was going to be funny and, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I think it came out at a really bad time. So that didn't really help with its um, box office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you think about it, the reason that we have a lot of direct-to-home video movies is Home Alone. <laughs> oh! I can play Home Alone. I never liked Home Alone. I never got it. I've never really? Watched, I, I've never watched Home Alone. Yeah. Everybody, everybody I know says they love this movie, and I'm like... I, I don't get people it. People do. Well, I've never really watched it. It's a movie. It's, I don't know what people think. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I it's a classic. It's a classic. I don't think I grew up with it, and I think that's why people mm. love it. Mm. I just never really watched it. I was really an animation kid. I grew up watching animated movies. Yeah. There's a lot of movies that people, that many kids of my generation watched that are live action movies that I didn't watch because I spent most of my childhood watching uh, animated movies, you know, like Star Wars or, you know, <laughs> yeah. other Disney live action movies. Um, I just didn't, I wasn't into live action when I was a kid. I was just very angry. <laughs> Where are my cartoons? I knew, I knew what the <laughs> trend was. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, yeah, so, um, some closing thoughts about the, about the movie, about the rescuer? I think I said enough. Okay. So. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, that's everything I wanted to say about, um, the rescuer is another, and I, I just love the, <laughs> the title in Spanish. I'm sorry. Oh my I'm God. a big fan. So, what kind of rating would you give this movie? <laughs> oh, okay. So, on the scale of ruined childhood to play this movie at my funeral, what, <laughs> kind of, what rating would you give it? Oh my god, okay. Okay, I can be extremist with this. Like I said, I'm, it's a cute movie. I like yeah. it. But I don't think I will watch it a lot. Yeah. You know? For, yeah, yeah, same with me. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't think when, when I... When I'm thinking, oh, let's make a Disney movie marathon, I don't definitely think the rescue is done under as a movie, you know? Yeah. That as part of it, you know, it definitely is, but you know, it's not one of, it's not one that when I think, oh, Disney marathon, I, I think it's taking the Lion King, I think it's Snow White, I think it's Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Just you know the very last movies that are gonna come out, come up is, you know, the rescue is another. <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, I'm very sad because I think it's a very cute movie that really deserves to be no- noticed. But it's just, it just, it's just lacking something. Yeah. I yeah. think that Disney, this is just kind of a misstep, and Disney really learned a lot from this movie. And I think it, if if anything, it really helped to make the movies that came after this one that much greater because they realized. Okay, we have this new animation technology, and we have all the things that we can do. We have so much potential. Let's make sure we make good movies. Yeah. And you know, that's I think the rescue Thunder really helped them to realize. Okay, we need to find a way to balance our comedy and our characters and our plot. So how do we do that? And also add some some songs because people like songs. And uh, yeah. So yeah, they I do think, like so those. Yeah. If anything, I think it's you know, I I guess. It's kind of like a black cauldron situation where, you know, they experimented and they did something different. They mm. made a sequel that, that wasn't a musical and, you know, it was the very first sequel. It was a very experimental thing to do. Yeah. Nobody knew mm-hmm. what the reaction would be to a sequel to a Disney movie. It was very, it was something new that they were doing and that it was very much like black cauldron that 
it was just uh, an experimental movie and maybe it didn't work out, maybe they had some trouble and, uh, and it didn't really work the way they wanted to, but at least they learned from it and they knew how to grow from that and, you know, it really just made, made Disney that much greater after that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Okay. I like to see it as a stepping stone for them yeah. to get better. That's a, that's a really great, What's great observation. What's you give it, Tammy? <laughs> um, like, as a rating, I would, well, because, like, I got a newfound appreciation for it after re-watching it, because I think the last time I watched it was, like, when I was six. So I'm going to give it a good, like, I'm glad it exists. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm. I'm going to give it a... It holds up to the original. Maybe it's that already. No? Okay. It's... No, I... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's my rating. <laughs> Okay, good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'll give it a. It's a good learning experience for okay. everyone, <laughs> you know, for the audience and for Disney. Like, yeah. we want what we wanted and what we don't want, what we didn't want to see in a movie. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, that's it. Um, you know, I have I have one more thing I want to say. I, okay. I, have, I I really didn't find another time to say this, but did you know that uh, Wilbur and uh, what's oh. the name of the the bird from the first one? Marahute. Orville. Orville. Uh, oh no, the bird one. Uh, Orville. Orville and Wilbur are the names of the Wright brothers. Did yeah. You know that? I, yeah. I saw that on the Wikipedia page. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. funny, and I think that's yeah. It's that's a great. Brilliant. It's a great. Um, I love it's that. Clever. I love that they did that. That mm-hmm. they have just you know. It's just something that I really, I, as you know, I'm I'm studying film. I I want to make film someday, and it's just something that. I really like and I want to do in my movies, you know, this kind of previous. Um, you know, for example, in my first short movie, uh, there was the scene where this girl was given her number to this guy. And so the numbers that they used uh, was the the date of the release of the first Star Wars. Aww. I wrote it so that when she said the numbers, it was the release date for Star Wars. And you know, no one will pick up on that. No one will ever notice that unless I say it and I'm there to, to, to point it out. Yeah. But, you know, it was it's a funny detail to add and it's just something that is interesting. And I really love how they matched up the, oh, this is a character that can I help them fly. So Orville for the right brother and then they gave him a brother and they named him Wilbur because they were the right brothers and that's amazing. I really love that. And I think it's just a, a, an amazing yeah. thing to do with just it's a detail that doesn't really add to the story or anything, but it it really does make you know the characters that much more lovable. I think. Yeah, it's For a sure. very Disney thing to do. Oh. It's a very Disney thing to do. <laughs> okay, so I think we are done already. I think. Yeah, so. yeah. I think that was that went faster than I thought. <laughs> and, yeah, definitely. Um, I just. I'm just really excited. I just can't believe we already did the first episode. <laughs> no, it's so exciting. And, yeah. and it was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed having a watch, uh, watching these two films and then talking about it with you guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm really excited. So I'm really excited for the next episode, which will be... What, what, what is the next episode? <laughs> oh, yeah, right. It's yeah. Aladdin, The Return of Jafar. The Return of Jafar. <laughs> it's the first sequel. Really cool. That direct uh, direct to home video, and it's really interesting. 
Um, did we all watch it as kids? Have you all watched the return? Oh yeah, I watched this as kid uh, as a kid. You know what? I watched the third one a lot. I don't remember this one as much, but I think I'll save that for for the yeah. next episode. So yeah, yeah. definitely uh, keep an eye out for the next episode, which is going to be a Latin uh, return to part. Mm-hmm. Um, please give us a shout out when just go to, your, to our social media and just send us a tweet, send us an email. Our our Twitter handle is uh, two division pod pod, and our Google email is uh, two division podcast at gmail.com. So send us an email there, you can send us questions, you can follow us, you can send a tweet, you can send us comments, and if you're listening on iTunes or SoundCloud or whatever, just make sure to share it with your friends if you like it, uh, just give us your thoughts, what we can do better, or what you like about the show so we can improve and we can make the podcast, this podcast as best as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, that will be everything for today, guys. Yes, thank you so much for thank listening. Thank you. And goodbye. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.